time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock and Nick Winkler. You don't go around these things, you go right through them. So lock your jaw and keep going. Thanks for joining us once again. Gold Faithful 49ers radio show. We are brought to you by DynastySportsEmpire.com Fantasy Sports. Whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, Dynasty Sports Empire has you covered. Visit them online at DynastySportsEmpire.com. Join a startup fantasy hockey or basketball league today. Nick, yeah. how you feeling about that? Lock your jaw. Yeah. Just go right through it. You know, that's that makes sense. You really do. It was a brutal schedule. We all knew it. We called it. We, we saw what was coming. I'm sure the 49ers felt the exact same way. It was a tough loss because, you know, I was there on Sunday and they were very much in this game until, you know, maybe late in the third quarter. And then things kind of got away from them just because they couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field, which has been kind of the the same theme all year long. And my my biggest problem with this whole game is, is that Carlos Hyde touched the ball Nine times. Yes. He had eight carries, and they only threw him the ball once. That's your best player on the field. Get him the ball. Any way possible, uh, short dump-offs. Yeah. You want to um, run right through something, Carlos Hyde's your man. Yeah, he's the guy that runs through. If you're going to have right. somebody run through anything, it's going to be him doing it. Yeah. Other um, than that, I mean, you know, it's kind of what we expected. Uh, less less Rodgers than I really expected. Um, they got some pretty good pressure on him. The, the defense, uh, the cornerbacks looked pretty good. I mean, they, they, this could have been a really bad blowout. And it wasn't. It was the painful part of this one was because they half looked good. They right. played on defense like they needed to play to win that game. Yeah, and, and the, the offense just didn't do offense anything. Offense really and really Kaepernick. Yeah, did not show up for right. the second week in a row, and that's a that's the one player on any team in the NFL that has to show up. The, on your game quarterback, game. yeah, and he he even mentioned it uh, that 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 four interception game the you week before. Was, I believe oh, I have the audio. Go. Let's hear from Colin Kaepernick on that. Yeah, it's something that you're going to have that in the back of your mind. You're going to make sure that you protect the football. I put our team in a bad situation in the Arizona game. I wasn't going to allow that to happen again. Uh, It it did cost us, yes. Um, But that's something I correct moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you hope that he does correct it, but at the same time, if if you're thinking about it a week later, why why won't you be thinking about it two weeks later? And it's... I'm glad he admitted it, first of sure. all, I mean, because obvi- it was it obvious, was obvious yeah. and it, he's playing like I've never seen him play before. Just yeah. He used to have, at worst, a rocket arm that the ball was going fast somewhere, mm-hmm. and now you, he's tentative, uh, he's floating these weird passes, he's obviously trying to work some touch into it, and that's not right. happening, um, and, now, and now he's got this confidence problem. Which and you can't compounding have. is already the problem he already has. And that's one thing. Yeah, right. They say you know quarterbacks, you got to forget the play, and same with on defense with corners, you get beat. It's, it's out of your mind. You, you got to go, go get yeah. the next play. And I think actually, Acker, there was that one play with with James Jones down the left sideline, and right. it was such a great throw and catch. But at the same time, Acker had good coverage, sure. and he turned the right way over the right shoulder. And somehow didn't see the ball, couldn't find it, turned back the other way. It was and a sunny day. I was out there. Maybe he lost it that's in the right, lights. You were there. Did, did anybody call out your t-shirt, the Gold Faithful? Do we have a t-shirt to give away? No, unfortunately not. Oh. I did get a lot of compliments on the t-shirt. And then I said, oh, do you know the podcast? No. I'm like, oh, okay, well, hey, check it out. Word of mouth. Okay, there we go. I, I at least told 10 people about it. So, you know, there's and that. I'm so, sure they'll all go home and tell 10 more people. Of course. And then they'll tell two friends. All right. And they'll tell two friends. So we still have a t-shirt. We'll figure out a way to give it away. Um, but back to Kaepernick, man. I mean, he's ranked 32nd of 34 qualifying starters. That is not good. He the, the 49ers just offense in general last in passing. They're under 160 yards a game through four games. That's horrible. 
He looks good running the ball. He looks great running the ball. And you know what? I mentioned that uh, that Hyde only had eight carries. I'm sure that a lot of those could have been runs. Like Kaepernick had ten carries on the day, and he did, they did a lot of read options. So I'm sure a lot of those could have gone to Hyde or, or gone Hyde's way, but. Oh man, you, you need to get that guy. That, and one, only one pass. This reminds me so much of the 49ers offense of past. You know, where I'm just like, throw Frank Gore the ball. What's the problem here? He's your best player in space. Get him the ball. It's the same with Hyde. Get him the ball. Find a way to do it. And if you're having trouble running the ball, you can use the passing game as sort of your running game. Little short passes yeah. here, dump offs, uh, wide receiver screens, whatever you got to do. You got to you got to get you got to move forward. A wheel route out there, or a Texas right. out of the backfield. You know, something. Get Hyde involved. I, I get it. With Kaepernick's confidence, like it's hurting. 12 of his 13 completions, 8 yards or less from the line of scrimmage. Which, again, that's been the story all season long. I asked last week, do they not throw the deep ball because he can't throw the deep ball? And, I mean, another interception deep, underthrown to Bolden. You yes. know, that was just like, that was the point at the game where you could just feel the air let out of the stadium. And especially when you see Rodgers go through the same thing, where he moves yep. around in the pocket, yeah. he buys time. Boom, big connects, play. Connects. And that's Kaepernick the key. throws a pick. Yeah. So. And, and that's when the go, Pat, go started also. I heard that, and that oh. was disappointing. You never oh. like to hear that. That was heartbreaking. And as a 49er fan, you know, when we go to uh, San Diego, Arizona, you, we, we travel. The sure. 49ers travel well. They so do. you get some of that, and so now I know what it feels like on the other side when— It's a little painful. Know, yeah, it is When tough. you're there especially, it's—yeah. Oh, man, the lot, there was so much cheese around us, too. And you, there were a lot of empty seats also. A lot of people— uh, a lot of people giving up here early. I, actually, I, I saw something on Twitter about um, Jed York was trying to give away some tickets. I guess on Friday yes, night, and I there was just that. a lot of a lot of hate. Like, yeah, you know, hey Jed, I can't give my tickets away either, man. <laughs> that was a great response. That's yeah. yeah I mean, that's just perfect. It, and it's tough because I mean, he get Jed York deserves everything he gets, of course, and all the everything he's done and whatever you want to say about him, fine with me. You know, gloves are off there, but. Just even as a businessman, he doesn't want the 49ers to lose. He's not, not trying to railroad his own franchise. Right. So let's get that straight. Yeah. I mean, he wants to win. It's just they're not winning. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's not bad a, at making him making that happen. He can't control guys retiring. He can't control the to me, one of the biggest moves and one of the biggest losses for the 49ers was the surprise retirement of Anthony Davis. Like we I keep bringing that up because it feels like such a big deal to me because that's to me, that's the biggest glaring weakness on the 49ers is their offensive line, specifically at right tackle, where yes. he abandoned the team after they could have signed free agents. They could have drafted differently. Like, there's all these things. And according to Pro Football Focus, Kaepernick's getting pressured 43.2% of his dropbacks. That's the most in the NFL. The most, gosh. It's it, He has no time. So, of course, the guy's going to look at one option and then feel the pressure and run because he doesn't want to get hit. He's getting hit so many times. He's been sacked, what, 16 times already? I mean, right. So 14? you put yourself in Cap's head. He's already, Ooh. you know, the confidence has been hit. Right. And he literally has pressure in his face all the time. Constantly. And so he's dealing with all these different things. And it's it's a tough situation for him to be in. I mean, you have to be mentally strong there. Yeah. But he's got to find a way to get out of it because as he goes, the team goes. And two weeks in a row, they've had no shot. And it's really been... Yeah. And he's had an opportunity to do some things on the football field both weeks. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to do it. No, he's he's thrown some a lot of underthrown passes. I mean, that ground ball that he threw to Reggie Bush on the third down, like that was really brutal. I mean, there were boos in the crowd. And we should probably talk about I mean, there's a lot of things to talk with Cap, but also his teammates are 
are obviously frustrated as well. So that's when the snowball just starts to grow. And yeah, we before saw, we move off a of cap, though, okay. real, real no, quick, you know, they, they asked him about playing for job security, and, and he said he doesn't play for that. He plays to win, and, and Tom Sula kind of echoed that. Like, this is, this is a quote from Tom Sula. I want a confident man, knowing just full bore ahead at that position, which uh, Kaepernick's not right now. No, he's not. So, I mean, this is him basically calling out his quarterback. But then he says, I believe that's critical, and I believe in the quarterback. I believe in Colin Kaepernick. So he, he calls him out, and then he's like, okay, but listen – I still believe in you. Like, go do it. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, it, that's coaching one on one. You got to publicly stand yeah. behind your guy. But that sounds to me like they're now putting a leash on him. Like, it, it's not a short leash, but at the same time, it's like, okay, listen, you're our, you're our franchise quarterback. But at the same time, like, if you're not confident and you're going to go out there and do this every week, we have zero chance of winning. So get it done. We still believe in you. Get it done. Or else. Did you hear uh, Joe Montana weighed in? I mean, a lot of people weighed in on Kaepernick. Of course. But when Joe Montana weighs in, you kind of listen as a 49er fan. Yeah, your ears Um, perk up a bit. And he said, quote, you have to anticipate. You can't hold the ball. And we saw a lot of that. Even when he wasn't getting pressured, he was standing there not delivering it anywhere. Right. It's not like he was waiting for somebody to get open. They got open. Then he hit him. Right. So, gosh, you got... A lot of timing involved in this. I mean, maybe they're just not on the same page. We've talked about this. We talked about this before the season started. He's not the type of quarterback, and that's where we wanted to see him grow as a passer was he hits that back foot on the drop, delivers the ball, anticipation. It's not happening. No, not at all. All this work with Kurt Warner seems to be for naught. They're trying to turn him into this pocket passer, and he's not. He's not. He's just not that guy. So the 49ers need to go back to doing what Colin Kaepernick does best, the read option. It looked pretty good. You know, and get some more quick routes, get some more screens, get some more of this going on. Do some things that uh, that he is good at, and it, it, it hurts them that Vernon Davis isn't the Vernon Davis of old because that was one of his biggest, his biggest, his best friend out there was Vernon Davis. When when Kaepernick was at his best, Vernon Davis was running seams down the middle, and they were connecting, and that yeah. was opening up everything else. And so having no Vernon Davis to me is really killing. Colin Kaepernick. And you haven't seen, because teams are stacking the box against the 49ers. I would too. As they should. You're not afraid of any, getting beat deep. And right. they kind of did hit that one pass on the right sideline to Torrey Smith. Look, and I, I don't want to just pile on top of Cap. He's a hard worker. He puts in the time. He tried to improve an aspect of his game that he obviously knew, uh, the organization obviously knew he needed to fix. Right. Conspiracy theory, Kirk Warner uh, tweeted <laughs> out, you know, maybe he's trying to help the Rams and the Cardinals more than he's trying to help the 49ers. That so was maybe brilliant. he's not the right guy to go to. Yeah. But. You know, it's obvious now the 49ers have what they have in Colin Kaepernick, right? Yeah. So, talented, run-throw, athlete. But in the NFL, you must do a majority of your work in the pocket. That's not right. his strength. So then, the obvious question, is, is he time to guy? move on? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it sucks to say that because when he burst on the scene, it was like, wow, this is the revolution. Like, this is the – he's the the, ne- the second coming of the quarterback. This is what it's going to become. But it's not. Teams have adjusted and, and, and they're taking away things that he can do. And forcing him to do these things that he's shown he cannot do. Yes. Which is throw the ball down the field. Throw it more than 10 yards down the field. And that's, that's not to say that he can't get out of this funk. Right. Um, but he just, he hasn't ask, shown it. Right. And you have to ask the question, is he your guy? Because yeah. as soon as you realize he's not, then you got to find it. Yeah. That, so. that being said, I mean, for me, the offensive line, the, the right side, like Pierce has looked better, sure. But but Martin still looks horrible at center. And yeah. It, so, but... But then they trade away a backup center. I, oh man, is it time though to like bring in 
Brandon Thomas? I mean, is it time for Ian Silverman to get a look? Like these young guys that have no experience? Because it can't get worse, right? It is time. And I'm going to ask those things to, we haven't mentioned, that our guest today is Matt Barrows. Right. And always love when he's on the show. And those are some things I'm going to ask him. If he's seen some things in practice, if he's got a little inkling, because they've started the five same linemen in every game. Yeah. And you're giving up this kind of pressure, and you're, you're giving up so many sacks. Like, do something, change something. Right. And, and we we heard him say, you know, lock your jaw. We're going to fix this. We're going to. He keeps saying, yeah. Jim Tomsula keeps saying, we're going to fix this. Very vague answers. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't changed anything. Yeah. Let's show us. So change something. Yeah. And let us know that you know what you're trying. What to What are fix. you doing to fix it? Right. You, so you can't just keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Definitely some things I want to talk to Matt Barrows about. Mm-hmm. I guess this is a time we go into this, and this is it's it's. Really early, and I want to preface this. I'm not going to go deep into this right now. Okay, but there's already whispers from fans. There, if you you know, what, what's the point of winning six games, right? Yeah, so you either want the playoffs, or maybe you start to right. want to win, get a top five pick one, next year, zero games, yeah. right? So you've got to start to mention the NFL draft, which I don't have a problem with necessarily for me because I love the NFL draft, mm-hmm. but I would rather not have to talk about this yet. Yeah, it's only week five. I right. totally hear what you're saying, but of course the rumblings are going to start. Right. When you're one and three and you've looked really bad, they looked better last week. I wouldn't say that they looked really bad last week. They, they looked a lot better than than I anticipated. Even going to the game, I was like, okay, this, this might be real <laughs> brutal. But the defense showed up. The defense looked pretty solid. And, but I, I totally hear what you're saying. Like it's, it it's getting to the point of like, oh man, is it retooling? Is it time to get guys like Thomas and Silverman in there to, to get some reps? Because they they spent some high draft picks on those guys, and they might be better. Yeah, this week. They that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, so, it doesn't look like anything out there at right guard um, either. I mean, so look, this is not a funeral for the 2015 49ers. Not yet. Um, so much can change, even with prospects and stuff. But I just want to throw five names out there. Okay. So for listeners of the show, if you're watching football on Saturday, maybe some names to look for if you see some teams. On the television, uh, first is Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. So we're talking quarterback. i got to sure. mention Jared Goff from Cal. Um, he's really separating himself right now from other QBs that were thought to be high draft picks like Christian Hackenberg and Connor Cook. Um, so right now, it, it, Goff is sort of separating himself. He's alone at the top, and obviously a lot of football left to play. He's got to go through the offseason. He's got to declare for the draft. Of course. He's a junior. I'm sure he will. Um, but he has so many traits you look for in a signal caller. Obviously, he goes to Cal, so he's going to get those comparisons to Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yeah, the, the quarterback is, that the 49ers passed on. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair to Goff yeah. or for 49er fans uh, or any team's fans that are getting their hopes up. Uh, but he, you know, physically, that's kind of his profile. He's not sure. You know, he's he's a tall guy, kind of kind of lean, maybe 6'2", 6'3". I don't know. He's probably listed at 6'4", but everybody in college football is listed at 6'4", and then they weigh in at 6'1", and 7'8". Oh, seven, eight yeah. The combine. You on so, your tiptoes? Yeah. He's not the hugest guy, so he'll probably get knocked for that. He doesn't have a cannon arm, but mm-hmm. and that's almost a bonus because maybe he'll fall one, two, three spots. Yeah. Um, All right, who else you got? He's... I just want to say this. He's just got the traits you look for. He's accurate. He's smart. Yeah. So, he's fun to uh, watch. Film rat. Sure. Great feet in the mm-hmm. pocket. Well, and the Niners passer. can get out from underneath Kaepernick's contract, too. Right. So, yeah. So that's an easy thing to do. Okay, so Jared Goff, watch him. You know, make your own. We'll have some very deep discussions about all these things later and in the offseason. I just want to throw some names out there for you, obviously. Um, so the name of the game is quarterback in the NFL. You have to protect the passer as well, and you have to get after the quarterback on defense. So offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil from Ole Miss. Those look like a couple guys that could be top five picks. I mean, Joe Staley's 31 years old. Yeah. Start off on the right side. But is Anthony over. Davis coming back next year? I mean, yeah, there's gosh. always that Do you even want tease? a guy that's going to quit I on know, you? I know, I know. Well, I mean, you know, he was good. So, here, so yes. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, say it. If like, he walked in today, I'd be like, great, thank right, you. Please, for please, that. please, come back. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, 
Ohio State defensive end Joey Bosa getting a lot mm-hmm. of pub as you know mock drafts as the number one overall pick right now. Big beastly dude goes about six five two eighty. Uh, base defensive end probably doesn't fit as an outside linebacker in three four, but uh, though that position the size just keeps growing and growing and getting surprised how right. big outside linebackers in a three four and really the 49ers scheme and a lot of schemes when they say three four. I, you should think of it more as a 5-2. You've got five defensive yeah. linemen and two that, real linebackers. I like That's well right? put. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then uh, D-lineman Robert Kimdichi. Mm. And he's got a funky name. Starts with an N and uh, hard to pronounce. Kimdichi is how you're supposed to say it, I believe. 6'4", 296. More of a t- five technique, you know, but we just took one of those guys in Eric Armstead. So he might not be the position the 49ers are looking for. But those are top five guys All to right. sort of be looking at right now. And <laughs> it was in 2012, it was suck for luck. <laughs> then it was winless for Winston last yep, year. Yep. So um, I, I, I'm waiting for 49er fans to start this wave. Go of, bad for Goff? Yeah, exactly. Uh, drop off for Goff? Drop off for know. Goff. That's, that's pretty I, good. That's all I got. So yeah. maybe you hit us on Twitter. You can hit me at BD Peacock, Bay Area Wink, hashtag Gold Faithful, whatever. We'll find the tweet. Uh, if you got any good slogans there, but hopefully we can we can pause on that and, and – I just don't want to see the season go into the tank. I don't either. And it's a, it's a big game this week at New York Giants. I mean, the Giants haven't proven to be any sort of uh, dominant force in the NFL. I mean, they, you know, the, what are they, 2-2? Two and two? Uh, You know, they've lost to the Cowboys and the Falcons. They beat the Redskins. And, yeah. and the Bills, at, at the Bills, that yeah, was a really uh, the, good win. The win on the road in Buffalo yeah. is, is the big one there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. Why don't we talk to, uh, why don't we call up Matt Barrows? Let's talk to Matt Barrows. All right, he's the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. You can follow him on Twitter, which you probably already do, at Matt Barrows. He is Matt Barrows. Thanks so much for joining us, Matt. Guys, thanks for having me on. You know, I doubt any of our listeners miss your articles on SACB.com, but in case they did, let's talk about your quarterly report. You got bad grades for the defense, rightfully so. Can it be fixed? Well, I I thought that they were on the right track on Sunday against the Packers, and and the right track being... They they acted more like a Vic Fangio defense than a uh, an Eric Mangini defense, and um, you know I had uh, suggested going into that game that you know maybe it's not a great idea to be sending 270 pound Aaron Lynch into coverage to cover John Brown of the Cardinals. Right. Uh, I agree. Uh, I'm making that part up, but I mean uh, my Brooks uh, <laughs> did did try to cover Larry Fitzgerald, and you know those guys have been having much more coverage duties. Than they had to do, um, you know, the, the previous four years, and and, it, and it's not not just the amount of times that they drop into coverage, but they're being asked sometimes to cover one-on-one wide receivers, which which to me is just, um, you know, uh, extremely dubious. Asinine. Uh, I was going to go with asinine. <laughs> I was going to go with asinine. You read my you read my mind on that one. But um, you know, uh, so it, it, it's it's doubly um, yeah, troubling because uh, you know, they're doing that and they're doing it more often, which means that they're you know rushing the passer less, so their their sack numbers are going to be lower, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, against uh, the Packers, uh, there was a lot less of that. There was more um, basically straight man-to-man defense. Uh, you know, Jimmy Ward covering uh, Randall Cobb down the field and. So on and so forth, and, and lo and behold, uh, the 49ers did well. So the, the 49ers are matching their their talent, and there is talent on that team against the other team's talent. And uh, they're they're coming out. I don't want to say not coming out ahead, but they're they're doing better against the Packers than uh, certainly they had uh, done against the the Steelers and the Cardinals. Yeah, 17 points to you know what what could be the best offense in the league. Yeah, kind of a moral victory. 
I'm thinking. So we're talking about your your quarterly report, O-Line. Obviously, you gave them a horrible grade, and yeah, again, rightfully so. Uh, is it time to bring in some backups? I mean, they can't do any worse, right? Well, you would think that, but, I mean, I watched Ian Silverman in the preseason and uh, and during training camp, and, yeah, he did do worse. So <laughs> I, I think that I think that's, that's the bottom line, um, that uh, there are some other guys on this team, one fewer now that they traded Nick Easton to the Vikings. Um, but, you know, all three of those guys haven't played a single snap in, in a regular season game. Brandon Thomas, Silverman, and Trent Brown. So... Um, are they really going to be any better than the guys that are in there now? Uh, I think the 49ers already made the determination that that answer is no, and uh, you'd probably be taking a, a step or two backward just because they haven't played before, and there's no cohesion with the guy who's uh, to the right and to the left of, sure. uh, of the new guy. Um, you know, the, the big excuse around the NFL is that there's a there's a dearth of good offensive linemen. They're just not being produced by the college programs like uh, like they used to. And really, um, you know, you watch Seattle the other day, and and they were terrible in pass protection. Alex Smith is getting sacked at a rate that even uh, surpasses the the rates that he was sacked when during the the dog days when he was with the Forty ers So, um, you know, it's believable. I mean, Joe Looney's been out on the street since, uh, you know, the beginning of uh, the regular season after he was cut by the 49ers, he still can't find a job. I mean, there's a reason why those guys didn't make the team. Um, You know, nobody thinks very highly of them. And and that's that's where the 49ers are. They just don't have any real um, answers, places to turn to uh, replace the guys who, who, frankly, aren't playing very well right now. Yeah, and we saw that trade. They just traded away one of the guys that might have stepped in at center in Nick Easton. So obviously they didn't think highly enough of him, even though we're over here thinking, you know, they started the same five offensive linemen in every game, and they've obviously, they, they want to build those that cohesion there. But if it's not working at some point, maybe you got to try something. I mean, they, they drafted Brandon Thomas really high. You think that, uh, and he, he played okay in the preseason. The first preseason game, I thought he looked really good, but then they kind of moved over to the left side, and they're like, well, there, you're there now. Um, is there nobody that is ready to at least take snaps? Maybe if there's an injury, who, who's up next? Who could we actually look at at the offensive line that could improve things? Well, I think Silverman would be up next. I mean, it depends on who got injured, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was a tackle, if it was Boone, I mean, if it was um, uh, Eric Pierce, for example, uh, Trent Brown would come in and play right tackle. But if it was anybody else, um, you know, I think Silverman comes into the game because uh, let's say it's Joe Staley that gets hurt that would kick uh, Alex Boone to left tackle, and so there would be op- an opening at, uh, at left guard, and, and that, uh, that would be Silverman. So, I mean, I think they really like Silverman. Um, that was the, the indication I got from, from the coaching staff during the offseason. Uh, he's, just, he's just raw at this point, but they, they, they think that he's somebody um, who's going to, um, you know, maybe next year get better with time. Uh, he needs some time in the weight room, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, he was the guy of all those young players that that seemed to impress them the most. And um, yeah, I, I think they've got very high hopes for him. And you know, we mentioned uh, the the trade of Nick Easton. They they bring in inside linebacker uh, Gerald Hodges. So is that because Michael Wilhoy is in the doghouse? Uh, uh, Jim Tom Sula was very insistent that uh, Michael Wilhoy is not in the doghouse today. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll, we'll see in time whether 
um, Hodges comes in and, and takes his spot. Uh, you know, it, it it hasn't jumped out to me that that Michael Will Hoyt has been bad. I mean, um, you know, he, he has not been uh, Patrick Willis, and he hasn't been Navarro Bowman in his prime. Sure, but Navarro Bowman hasn't been Navarro right. Bowman in his prime. Yep. I mean, neither of those guys has uh, lit the world on fire. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think that uh, that's been been the issue. I, I really think the issue with the defense is. You know the scheme itself, which uh, they, they, it looked like they began to address on Sunday, and then the the defensive line. I mean, it's just not as stout as the the defensive line that we're used to seeing, and and I think that's what Navarro Bowman is talking about when we hear him say, "Well, you know, there's a lot of young guys on this team, and and they're they've got to learn how to play." Um, I, I think it's it's the guys who are playing in front of him. I mean, that that's what Navarro Bowman's game depends on. It's um, young guys like uh, Tony Gerard Eddy and Quentin Dial and Tank Carradine and Eric Armstead taking up lockers and being in the right place so that uh, Navarro Bowman can knife in there and make plays. And, you know, I, I think there's been some some frustration from him about that, about guys not being in the right spot. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that's something that, that you, know, you, you just have to, uh, you know, it takes care of itself with time. And, you know, the, the good part is that it, it did seem to get a little bit better on Sunday against the Packers. Can, can they keep it going uh, against the Giants? Uh, they've been absolutely awful on the road so far. So that's another sort of layer that, uh, that they had to address this week. Right. You mentioned the defensive line. Eric Armstead has really flashed, but it's obvious to me that he's not ready at some point, whether it's mentally or, um, you know, maybe just physically he can't handle enough snaps, but he got fewer snaps in week four than he got in week three after playing a really good game when he was on the field. Is that surprising to you at all? Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, he played well early in the Packers game, too. That that touchdown from Aaron Rodgers begins with Rodgers having to vacate the pocket. Why did he vacate the pocket? Because Eric Armstead was, uh, was pushing his man straight back into him. Um, there wasn't anybody on the right side doing the same thing to sort of, uh, you know, catch Rodgers as he tried to escape, and, and that's what led to the touchdown. But, I mean, if if Eric Armstead's assignment has been, we want you to break down the pocket, uh, then he gets an A+. Plus. I mean, because that's <laughs> right. what he's done ju- on, on just uh, about every snap. Every other snap, he seems to be taking two or three big steps forward, and he's getting his, you know, his long arms, he's got that length, in, in the quarterback's face. Uh, you, you, you can't ask any more for, for what he's being asked to do. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, being a, a full-time uh, player, a starter, would entail more than that. I mean, that, that's the easy part of the job, just kind of uh, turning up fields and getting after the quarterback. Uh, he's got to learn how to play the run and uh, do all those other things. But, you know, like I said, what, what he's been asked to do, he's done very well. And uh, it, it was a bit of a surprise that you, you look at the uh, the number of snaps at the end of the game, and they played 70 snaps or, or, or 72 snaps, the most that they played all year, which you would think would, would have led to more snaps for everybody. But no, Armstead had 11, which was the, his uh, fewest of the season. Another guy, one of the big problems with the 49ers defense so far has been getting after the quarterback, and Shane Scove looked like their best blitzer in the preseason. He seems like a guy that would naturally be someone you want to put into the game, at least in spots, like you are with Eric Armstead, to see if he can add some pressure, see if he can get to the quarterback, because as you said, even when they get some pressure, 
there's nobody else there to kind of clean right. up the mess. And, and all three quarterbacks that have torn up the 49ers so far have had so much time in the pocket. Even when they get pressured from one guy, they're able to move around and they have nobody else breathing down their neck and able to complete some passes. Uh, could we see more of Shane Scove? Well, yeah. I mean, sort of ironically, he's been uh, one of the, the quicker inside linebackers on the team. And, and I say that because he had that uh, that big knee injury in 2011 that, that took him so long to come back from. But, uh, you know, to his credit, um, he worked really hard on that. And, and he basically, he told me he, uh, uh, shall we say, reassigned some of his weight. He was very uh, top-heavy last year and, uh, you know, basically put that weight into his legs and in his butt and uh, is a little bit slimmer uh, in his torso now. And that's translated to more speed. I mean, he just looks like a different guy um, in terms of his quickness, and, 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 and his silhouette is different than it was last year. So um, credit to him for, for really kind of focusing in on how to become a, a faster linebacker. You know, for him to get into the game, however, it means that Navarro Bowman has to come out of the game. They, they play the same spot. So uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Right. But I, I do agree with you that um, – you know, one of the problems, especially in the Arizona game, was that the 49ers would blitz, and that blitzer would be stymied. That blitzer couldn't get through to Carson Palmer. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably one of the reasons why Eric Mangini uh, abandoned it so so heavily against the, the Packers. I mean, what, what's the point of blitzing if that guy right. is getting picked up? So I don't know what it is, whether the guy's, uh, you know, picking the wrong gap or whether the uh, the Cardinals were just very much ready and prepared for the 49ers and knew where the blitzer would strike from. But, uh, you know, the 49ers did not do a good job uh, of blitzing the quarterback, and obviously that's that's all, you know, that's the uh, where the rubber meets the road when you're uh, a blitzing team. Another young player that's looked really good, or at least it looked good, this week was Jimmy Ward. He did a really good job on Cobb, and I thought, man, that's that's where – you know, the 49ers are going to get torched sure. if, if they are against the Packers. And he did a really good job. He sh- he showed up big. It's probably the best game he's played as a 49er. Um, Dukowski Tart's shown some things. And I mentioned those guys because Eric Reed's probably having the worst stretch of his career right now. And I don't know if it's because they're asking him to do more. He can't just sit back and play center field. He's not looked like the Eric Reed of old or just he's not looked like, you know, he was a pro bowler as a rookie. Right. Is Eric Reed someone we should be worried about? Is there a chance that he gets some reps taken away? You know, it, it could certainly happen. I mean, if this team continues to go downhill, I mean, there'll be all sorts of um, contingencies and, and changes in the works. Uh, Reed has been dealing with a hip injury. I, I think he suffered it in the Arizona game, and um, he was dealing with it all last week in the run-up to the Packers and, and certainly did not look like a fluid guy all the time against uh, Green Bay. So uh, I think that's probably part of it. Um, you know, he, um, he's not, you know, you look at Jimmy Ward and, and he's built like a, a cornerback. Right. I mean, he's wasp wasted and very fluid, very fast, can change directions. Eric Reed is a big guy. He, he's got a big upper body. Um, he might be more, more suited to, a, you know, a, uh, a traditional strong safety role than, than free safety. And that may be something that the 49ers look at. Uh, down the road. Maybe um, he needs to talk to Shane Scove and reassign some weight. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to reassign some weight right, right off of his body. I, I need mean, to reassign I mean, some weight. I, I know, know. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my point being that, um, you know, he's, uh, he, he, he's not built for 
some of the things that the 49ers seem to be asking him to do, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, crowd the line of scrimmage and at the last second bail and, and try to get deep and, and catch Antonio Brown sneaking right. down the field. Uh, again, I keep coming back to the same thing, theme, and that's uh, I really think that the scheme has been too complicated, um, that right. the, the 49ers have ended up outsmarting themselves more so, certainly more so than they have their opponents. So why not just, you've got this, uh, this defense, uh, you, you pride yourself on how much talent you've accumulated over the years, you know, with your Jaquaski Tarts and your, uh, your Jimmy Wards, uh, so on and so forth. Let them play the other team and, mm-hmm. um, you right. know, uh, let, let your guy beat the other guy. I mean, that, that seems to be where you think your strength is. Uh, don't get too clever and uh, sort of, you know, undermine that, that talent advantage that you believe that you have. You know, we can't let you get out of here before we ask you a Kaepernick question. You know, he talked. He mentioned the four interception game was on his mind, and he, he doesn't play for job security; he plays to win. And Tom Sula basically saying, like, you know, I, we need a we need a confident quarterback, and I believe in him. And I, you know, I, he's our guy going forward. But at the same time, do you feel that that's him saying, like, hey, we need you to be more confident? You know, do it or else. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, today, you know, reading between the lines, uh, uh, Jim Thompson was trying to boost his quarterback's confidence by talking about how how confident he thinks right. he is. He's trying to boost his confidence by saying, you know, I haven't even given Blaine Gabbert a thought. Yeah. I mean, um, because if you do, then that, that you know, sinks the confidence. So. Nice. Um, you know, confidence certainly was an issue against Green Bay, no matter what anybody says. Um, you know, just just look at the types of throws that, that Ka- yeah. Kaepernick was throwing. Against Arizona, all of his interceptions came uh, outside the numbers. Against uh, the Packers, any throw outside the numbers sailed outside the, the boundary mm-hmm. line. I mean, they were so far out that nobody could catch him. The ball boy had the best chance of catching <laughs> those passes. So uh, confidence definitely was an issue. They're, they're definitely trying to to boost that during the week. The question now becomes, can they boost that in the game? Right. And and you know there there were some dubious things that happened in the Packers game. Uh, you know, biggest of all was that Carlos Hyde had eight carries oh. the entire game and one target in the passing game. This and is your best in player, right? And and you've got this guy Reggie Bush, who's you know first uh, on the all time receptions list for yeah. active players uh, for a running back. Um, he'd be a great guy to sort of, you know, get those little short passes. Yep, yep. get him the ball in space. Field. I think you he know, had he, three targets. I mean, get, oh. exactly. Yeah, no, the perfect targets. guy to give the ball on, on third and 11 and run up the middle, right? <laughs> well, they had a third and eight call, and I'm sitting next to Matt Mayoko before this, uh, before this play, and I go, watch this. It's going to be a pass to Reggie Bush. And Mayoko says, yeah, for six yards. And <laughs> lo and behold, it was a pass to Bush for six yards on a wow. third and eight play. So, uh, yeah, we gave ourselves a huge pat on the back for uh, nice. predicting that. But, you know, that's, that's what it is right yeah. now. I mean, it's predictable. Yep. Um, you're, you're, you're not getting uh, – you're, you're not going for it on third down. You're, you're being very safe. And, um, you know, something, something needs to change. They, they need a better game plan for Kaepernick. They need to build his confidence up, but at the same time, they need him to to be aggressive, and it, and it's a uh, it's it's a hard balance. And you know, at this point, certainly the Giants are going to know exactly how to attack Kaepernick, where his weaknesses are. I mean, they've just been exposed so blatantly these last two games 
that um, it's it's going to be um, interesting in the least uh, Sunday night in New York. Right. Matt, what, before you get out of here, one more thing. Big picture, obviously things haven't gone according to plan the last three weeks, and some players have been visibly frustrated on the field, which is which is never a good sign. Mm-hmm. You don't want this whole thing to fall apart. A lot of vague statements from Jim Tom Sula after these losses. You know, we got to get it right, got to fix this, that's on me. Uh, do you have any anecdotes, maybe private conversations, or uh, you know how they've looked in practice, things that maybe help the Gold Faithful audience have – have a little more faith in the coaching staff that they have an idea how to get things going in the right direction. Well, um, I can't. I wish I could say that. I mean, I haven't. I haven't seen it um, to this point. So, um, you know, the the most faith that I would have if I were a fan is this: um, that 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 frustration that you're seeing on the field isn't isn't being picked up in the locker room. That. You know, guys like Troy Smith and Anquan Bolden, you know, after they have a cooling off period, are saying the right things, and right. they have—they certainly haven't turned on Colin Kaepernick. No one's turned on anyone at this point. They haven't turned on the coaching staff. They haven't turned on the game plan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Eric Mangini is still being referred to as Mangini. So there, there hasn't been um, that shift yet. But that's that's in the offing. I mean, if they don't get it turned around, that's going to come. I mean, it just has to. Um, when your expectations are, are as high as the 49ers were, you know, whether that's that was you know smarter not to have those expectations is another is another story. But uh, you know, there's a belief that they do have talent there, and um, they've got some guys on that team that are that are used to winning, and uh, it, it just hasn't happened. And, and unless they turn it around. Those those part those things that I just said aren't happening um, are going to start to happen, and uh, I'm pretty confident that that's going to be the case. He is the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee, one of the best in the biz. You follow him at Matt Barrows. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, Matt. All right, anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, see you. Yeah, not a lot of uh, you know, kind of what I expected there from Matt. You know. Uh, a lot of breaking down of the problems and not a lot of optimism because uh, we feel the same way, right? Yes. I mean, it's uh, it, not, not, not a lot of good stuff to talk one of those about. Things, you know when you're a child and you see your parents fight? Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of when you see the players in the field when they're yeah. visibly frustrated and like you know that. looking at each other. You don't want them to show it, even if there is something yeah. going on, because that's when, oh, no. It's not good for anyone. What? Like, I, right. I was already worried, not really worried. <laughs> It's one of those situations. Oh, and then you got the Giants on the road. The Niners have not looked good on the road at all this season. Giants no. coming off a huge win. And maybe that's it. Maybe they're coming off a huge win at the Bills, and maybe they're due for a letdown. I like it. Yeah? We, there we go. <laughs> hey, there's positive, right? Something. The 49ers haven't been that bad on those Whew. East Coast trips yeah. in recent history. Um, true, true. This year they've been terrible. But that was a Harbaugh thing, I think. I think he right. took them over there early and let them stay, and I don't know. Oh, man. The know. offense has just been so bad. Last in scoring, last in passing, 31st in total offense. I mean, fifth in rushing. So, you know, you've got that going for you, which is nice. But, you know, you give your best rusher high eight carries in a game. How do we expect that to change, you know? Exactly. So they've got to be able to run the ball. They've <sighs> got to be able to stop the run, which they've shown they can do in stretches. They've they've shown some. And look, they've played really good against a better quarterback. Sure. Then they're going to face this. But that was that they still have a good. They still have a you know Eli Manning, Odell Beckham is still going to be a tough matchup. The yeah, Forty Niners have a lot of those on the schedule. Um, that so offense things, is not good though of, of the Giants. I mean, it's only ranked twenty second in total yards. I mean, you know they're they're not although they're ninth in points. Right, so Matt Barrows missed it. I mean, 
New York Giants is another team that they've been trying to rebuild the offensive sure. line. There's a lot of bad offensive lines in the league. We saw, we've seen it with Seattle. They almost uh, went 1-3 and three to match the 49ers. They pulled out a win there. Right. Maybe they shouldn't have. It's not, you know, we always say this. The 49ers aren't playing good football right now. Right. But they've shown elements of everything. The last piece that needs to come together is Kaepernick. Yeah. If they play defense like they had in week one and And they can run four, like they do with Hyde in game one. I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, you've seen the pieces here and there. You know, opinions look great. Special teams have looked really solid at times. It, it's it's coming down to cap. What I'm trying to say is not a game that's unwinnable, right? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I feel like they can win every game from here on out. They just need to put it all together. I don't. They're not going to win every game from here on out. No. But this is a very winnable game this weekend. It's very winnable. At night, so the time... Thing doesn't hurt not as bad. A big it's deal. not a super early in the morning game. They've shown that they can play well under the lights. They did it opening night. That's right. For them, uh, you know, game one against the Vikings there at home. It, it, like I said, it's a winnable game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but they could. Things things need to go right. And and Kaepernick need, really needs to forget about the four interception game and then forget about the, the 12 completion for eight yards or less game as well. You know, and like Barrow said, he's throwing all these little out patterns that nobody can catch. Like he needs to get back to to putting the ball where it needs to be, and trusting in his arm, and trusting in his receivers that they're going to go make a play on the ball. Yeah, and when it comes down, you know, obviously you're in battle. You've got to just you got to trust your stuff and yeah. like whatever you know the, the touch stuff, all the footwork stuff. Just go play ball. You think? What? Let's do it. What do you think? How's it going to go this weekend? Uh, I am going to say they're going to lose this game yeah. because I can't say that they that I believe they're going to win this game yeah. because I, I don't believe it. But I like their chances more on the road against the Giants than I did at home against Green Bay last week. Agreed. And they and they you know they were in that game for most of it at home against Green Bay and it was due to their defense, which right. I think their defense is going to show up in this game. I'm predicting a win this weekend. The confidence on the confidence on defense has to be yeah, high. Right, it has now. to be high because uh, uh, you know half their games they played really good on defense. Right. And right. They've both been at home. Hopefully they can get that mojo going on the road, play some good defense. Um, the Giants' line isn't great. No, they have no running game to speak of there. They're, they're ranked 24th in rushing. I, I, I just think if you can take away Odell Beckham and you can limit what Ruben Randall does and you know, and, and, and really just what Larry Donnell can do, and yeah. which I'm not that worried about. Right, I, exactly. Hey, I, I feel like as long as you can get something going on offense – Get Carlos Hyde the ball. Get Reggie Bush the ball in space. Throw the ball down the field more than ten yards. You, you can get it done. I'm 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 feeling it. I think they're going to do it. You've got to get the ball Bounce in back. the hands of your playmakers. Yeah. Bounce whether back that's down the field or whether it's short. You've got to do yeah. it somehow. If you have to scheme around Cap's weaknesses to get guys the ball, you have to do that. It can't be Cap holding the ball for six seconds and then taking off or throwing it out of bounds or taking a sack. Cap's going to put his, have that offense going He's going to put his Beats headphones on and he's going to get out there. He's not going to listen to any of this. Maybe he, he should wear them during the game. During the game. I like Whoa. that. Yeah, they're wireless new, now, so they? why not? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Before we get out of here, though, um, time for Pinioned Inside the 20. Yes. Let's take a look. I do at, have one thing to add to the Pinioned Inside oh, the 20 segment. Do you want to go first? first time then? ever. No, second. Okay, so Bradley Pinion. Six punts, which you don't want to see again. Definitely not. 247 yards, an average of 41.2. Actually had a shank in there. I think he had two shanks. Did he not? At least one. At least one. I, I did have a few to drink at the game the other day. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. He only put one inside the 20. Uh, that's now eight, though, inside the opponent's 20 on the season. His net average, 41.5. Not great. Tied for 14th in the league. His gross, 44.3, 22nd in the league. So he's, he took a step back this week. Right. The thing I wanted to add, and actually it was tweeted by Chris Biederman today, mm-hmm. Andy Lee 
is yeah. averaging 52.7 I've got, yards. I've got these numbers on here, too. For the Browns, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and mean, his net is 47.4. Right. So, Both lead the league. Yeah. You, but you look at their salaries. We're saving money. Woo! <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, you just I know, You could have just not dropped the beers a quarter. Yeah. And then had kept Andy Lee, Damn. and then drafted somebody else in the fifth round. Oh, are we going to let's just, no, let's just gonna... question York all night long, baby? I'm down. I, all I do is question Balky. I'm a draft guy, so I'm always all right, all right. doing that. All right. But should we call him Yorkie? I'm not going to turn their name. Yorkie, that's good. How come nobody's done that? I don't yet? Know, no one's called him Yorkie, Yorkie before. That What's is that all perfect. about? Look, and I'm not jumping off the pinion bagwagon. I want to have this. I'm not either. I, I expect He's a rookie. It's a rise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He'll, just he'll take be those back. Shanks out of there. The yeah. average is going to climb. No doubt. No doubt. He's got a leg. He he's shown that he does kickoffs. He so you gotta it. like that. He can boom it. All right, big week. Big week. One and Thanks three. For... One and four is much worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> three losses in a row. When's the last time the 49ers lost four games in a row? I don't have that stat. I wish I, don't I did either. right now. And if you have it, tweet it to us. I'm yes. at Bay Area Wink. He's at BD Peacock. That is correct. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a review. Give us a little rating there. Just click the little star button and uh, let us know how you feel about the show. We always love hearing from our people. We have an, uh, an email address if you want to email us. If you don't do the Twitter thing, that right. is goldfaithful49 at gmail. We didn't really mention Jared Hain. He uh, muffed another punt. Uh, looked at first that it wasn't his fault, but apparently he had a really late fair catch call. Mm. And that is what led to his I blocker being blocked into him. Even if you don't call him. a fair catch, you don't want to run into your he own He said two returner. muff punts already, four games... He's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. He's the last thing I'm worried about on because, this Because, yeah, he's I been like... I want to see the, the ball in his hands more, not less. He's been he's been the one bright spot over the last two weeks on offense, so I'm what with was you. That? Was that the Hain train? <laughs> 49ers need to get on the Hain train. All right, thanks to our guest, Matt Barrows. We will talk to you next week on Gold Faithful. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. See you.